If you want to get down, I'm going to show you the way. Ooh. There it is. Let me hear you say. Coop, there he isn't. Coop, there he isn't. Coop, no. there he isn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Extra Hot Grade Podcast, episode 70, for the week of May 18th, 2015. I am lady-loving octopus David T. Cole, and I'm here with vintage bar cart Sarah D. Bunting. Meredith, can I get some ice in here? Ad agency arsonist Tara Ariano. I am going to burn this place down. And organ aficionado John Ramos. I hate to admit it, but I'll drink vermouth. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Welcome to episode 70. Uh, Some site business up top. Try to keep it short. Uh, Item number one, the phrase that doesn't pay is still in effect. Nobody got it last week. So keep your eyes open and your ears open. Your eyes. And your, wait. And your nose open. And your nose open for a full sensory guess (laughs) at the phrase that doesn't pay. (laughs) <laughs> All right, uh, um, the uh, Glarkware Now or Never shirts are back uh, via previously.tv. There is a selection of classics and a couple new ones. You can see store in the nav bar, and there's also links, I think, still up on the forums, yeah. correct? If you just go to the site, there's a store link in the nav bar. That's yeah. probably the easiest way to get to it. Um, we're doing sort of a pre-order system via Teespring, so they're nice silk-screened uh, shirts again. Um, and we'll be... Rolling new stuff now and then. We're not really working on a month-to-month schedule. We're just going to sort of like, here's an idea, boom, shirt, order it, yay. However, on our drive home from Kona the other day, we did come up with an idea for an extra hot, great, specific shirt. So look out for that in the coming days or weeks. Exactly. Um, Also, on the sure would be nice to make some money tip, um, (laughs) we are um, thinking about starting some ads on... Uh, this very podcast, but what we're going to do is we're going to take a uh, an idea from the Max Fun Network, and we're indeed. going to just said indeed. We are going to do uh, business ads for a hundred bucks, but if you have a personal ad, that's only going to cost you fifty bucks, and that's a pretty good deal for. Uh, I think we're up to like ten thousand listeners per week, and then something like. 75,000 plays between all the podcasts and stuff like that. So so if you want to wish someone a happy birthday that yep. you know is a listener, if you want to uh, give Dave a list of names you know he can't say just to make him say it. Now, I <laughs> I gave you that nightmare scenario. <laughs> oh, in confidence? confidence? <laughs> Sorry. The thinking being that somebody was going to place an ad for $50 and give me a long list of the worst celebrity just names. make him say Val Kilmer 50 times. And Liam Nielsen. Because he can't. He can't do it. Please don't, please don't do that. And our last exciting bit of site business I'll uh, throw to uh, Tara and Sarah. Thank you. In the spirit of uh, many other uh, excellent podcasts in the covering a TV show episode by episode vein, like Go Bayside, which covered Saved by the Bell, and The X-Files Files, which covered The X-Files, Sarah and I are pleased to announce the imminent launch of Again With This, which is going to be uh, going episode by episode through a beloved now dead TV show. And obviously, the one we had to start with is Sarah. Beverly Hills 90210 Ob- Original Flavor. Obviously. Yeah. Yes. So, 
Sarah said she would do this on condition that we continued it through the Brenda years. So for the first time since they aired, I will actually be watching these episodes. So that'll be exciting. And then a question mark. Um, if you want to watch along with us and you, and you have uh, Amazon Prime, the first six seasons are available for free. Um, on there and then beyond that how you choose to acquire the episodes is really none of my affair so um, we're looking at launching that next week yes yes correct so, week of Memorial Day but not on Memorial Day correct so because we don't wish to disrespect our troops with <laughs> Brenda so um, keep an ear out for those two we'll have we'll obviously announce it on on Twitter and social media and everything but uh, for the summer months we may have actually do those a couple of week just to you know get a jump on the season stuff is dipping um, and this will be fun so we're excited to start that so please join us for those and now speaking of joining us it's John Ramos our Able uh, particular of Mad Men on Previously.tv, and I believe you covered it on TelevisionWithoutPity.com as well. John, I welcome did, back. I did, I did. Thank you. Thank you. From the very beginning, so, um, it's been seven years. Maybe you guys heard the show ended <laughs> last night. <laughs> maybe you were trying to watch something on, say, Sundance, and there was just a black yeah, screen. Can we of- talk? about that first before we get into the actual show. Do we, do we have to? Yeah, no, because I'm, I'm going to have t- a rage stroke. Well, yeah, Dave, really was, Dave was furious. Well, I wasn't furious, but... He was enraged. <laughs> okay. Um, so if you don't know, <laughs> all the AMC-owned sites, which include IFC, Sundance... BBC America, WeTV... Yeah. They all had this slideshow happening which said, we're watching Mad Men, so go over there and watch it. And... What a fuck That's you. That's how it was listed on the channel guide as well. Yeah. Which... And in, yeah, even on the like tvguide.com had it like What that a too. fuck you to everybody who works uh those other networks. You know that your programming, your efforts aren't worthy of airing during this show, which by the way, you know, although is buzzy is pretty low rated. It's like all the TV critics watching it yeah. and then the station itself, the <laughs> network itself acting like a head of state had died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I would be curious Chill to know out. whether CSI Miami reruns on WeTV like routinely outdraw Mad Men because I would bet they're at least pretty close. And I I'm don't sure know why. They do. I, yeah, and I'm I also sure don't do. know why, since they did a similar thing when when Orphan Black had its premiere a few weeks ago, because BBC America is now under the. I don't know what they're called now. It used to be Sunshine Media, but they, they now are a new addition to this group of channels. It's AMC and, Networks. Okay, yeah. that's what they're called now. Okay, yeah. so so BBC America has only recently come under, under that umbrella, but when Orphan Black had its premiere, it aired on all those channels. So like, if you're going to do this anyway, why not air Mad Men on all those channels rather than have I, them be off for an hour and 17 minutes? I like, bet so inconvenient. because if you aggregate it under one channel, that it the ratings that look channel's better. ratings, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess. They probably did that and say, that would be great, but what if all those people were watching one channel and then they did this whole thing? Which, whatever, but it's just like, I, I just find like, if I worked at BBC America and I worked hard in the marketing or whatever show and they did this and it just seems like, well, they don't value my contribution to this. It just is kind of a jerk thing to do. Yeah. It, to Dave, me. you know what would have made it worse? Mm. If instead of the, uh, the just the static card saying we're watching Mad Men, they just showed those interstitials about how great the show oh, was. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, they're so self-congratulatory. <laughs> it's one thing to have other people come on your network and say how great it is, but yes. to see the stars sit around and be like, we were so great is really obnoxious. Well, they we also were just had other stars do that, too. Like, right. Not that I don't think Gary Oldman watched the show. <laughs> Not that yeah. the show didn't have accomplishments, but I was like, the fuck 
fuck is Commissioner Gordon talking about? Like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't care what Keith Olbermann thought of it. I just don't. Sorry. I I actually kind of do care now that you mention it. What did he think about it? He liked it. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh. So, what did we like, think of it? I think that's the next topic. Of John, discussion. you should go first since you're the expert. Oh, okay. It's been a long. <laughs> Been a long I've road already forgotten John. all about it, says John. It's been a while. Left it all in the um, particle field, did you? Uh, look, enough. some of it was fine. Um, here's here's my here's my macro issue, I guess. Like, you know, <laughs> Don's Don's little smirk <laughs> at the up. end, and you know, Don created Coke, which like half the internet predicted, which I find kind of hilarious. That like. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone was able to call Matthew Matthew Weiner's uh, big end for the show. You know, it just makes it seem kind of basic in the end. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, Don chooses Don in the end. He goes back to McCann. He, you know, I guess that's okay. But I, I don't really feel like a big on the road Kerouacian road trip for four episodes was necessary for him to get to this point. And I totally it didn't just felt buy indulgent. It I didn't buy that, that. I didn't buy it. No. And I especially didn't buy the hippies thing. I made this point in my particle, like every interaction that he had with Stephanie, I thought just rang completely false in this well, episode. Like, that's her half telling, her. Cause she's such a shitty actress. Maybe, I guess, but even the dialogue, like we're not family. I just, I didn't yeah, buy yeah, it. Yeah. It's not, it's not in- indicated by anything that's happened between them before. Um, so it just was a, that really clanked to me as a, a story excuse for him to spend some time with the hippies and invent Coke. And that's not an ending. I cared to see the seams of that much. That's my big complaint, I think. Well, and I don't see why it couldn't have been him just sort of like smoking and waiting for someone to come pick him up and looking at them, whatever, chanting cliffside and being like, Hey, you know, I don't feel this, but I can use it because that seems much more in character Mm -hmm. for him. On the other hand, the flagrant fan service of Peggy and Stan getting together was quite clumsily done. Mm -hmm. And yet I was like, you know what? Fine. Yep. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) That was I feel like that was the only part in the episode when I smiled. It was just so I felt delighted by it. And I knew that it was completely pandering and I completely didn't care at all. Yeah. Uh, I felt the same way about Roger. Successfully pandered to. Yep. I, I felt Roger and Marie too. It was is in that. I mean, it was it was kind of you know just all of us. Well, not all of a sudden. Well, but, but very fan, quick. To fan resolution. service with for Roger though would have been for him to get together with Joan. Yeah, I agree. I, necessarily- I was glad that didn't happen. Yep. Right. No, I'm I mean, just talking I'm about. I'm not glad it didn't happen. I wish it had happened. But if it had happened last night, it would have been, like, been too much. That's yeah. Bullshit. No, I was just speaking more to the speed to which a conclusion, you know, uh, uh, an end was, was, was arrived at. Well, they're old. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is I enjoyed, I enjoyed their moments together. It was great. Yeah. The, the little quip and, in the cafe, you know, the argument uh, in the mm-hmm. bed, they were great. Yeah. As far as a Peggy Stan thing goes too, I mean, I think the fact that so many people were behind that is no accident. I think it was written in a little bit, even yeah. if it was very, even if it was very subtextual. Yeah. So if it if it was shorthanded here, that's part of why I'm okay with it. I yeah. Think. Oh, like, totally. I mean, it's yeah. not like Ginsburg came back. Like she and right. Peggy and Stan had their moments. Where's the pity? Yeah. 
<laughs> he's he's in that a worse said, he's in a worse place. Let we let us oh, just say that's okay. sad. Superstore that. coming this fall to NBC. But um, oh, yeah, I think that uh, yeah. I think Peggy and Stan their their thing was more earned. Like over the years that we've known them together, like as colleagues, but also their her the conversation that they had a few weeks ago about her the her child the birth of her child with Pete that that sort of bonded them more. Right. All that said, if they had you know cut some dawn time for more of that i would totally have been in favor of it but um but it was good i mean it was weird to have dawn do this on the road thing but it was nice to remove dawn from the equation of everybody else's wrap-up yeah you know because that's I, true i mean that that was nice to be able to have you know the peggy and and stand moments and have everybody sort of operate without the main character there now it didn't work on the dawn side of things but it did pay off on the everybody else side of things i felt yeah well i did like his conversation with betty i thought that was beautifully acted by both of them but i also kind of felt like you know here's this moment where he sort of realizes like when it counts he's kind of useless like he's not the best thing he can do is be absent and then you kind of tail right off into like he hugs what's his nuts leonard (laughs) yeah and then he has his coke idea and then not for nothing when we end it's still october of 1970 oh boy here we go Uh, go ahead one last time dave and then you're done with this forever yeah probably okay Uh, we're not that single was written and shipped to radio stations in february of 1971 in the commercial i believe and i read this on like coke.com so i assume that's accurate Commercial debuted in July of 1971, leaving Don plenty of time to write the Coke jingle and still be D.B. Cooper fat. Yeah. is alive, even if D.B. Cooper isn't. Now we're done. You're welcome. At the time that I watched it, I was annoyed with all the hippie stuff because I hate hippies, and I'm on the record with that. Everyone knows it. I'm against hippies. Oh, yeah. But, and especially the fact that, that it was fucking Stephanie that had to be his... Dante or whatever, but um, her as Virgil rather. But um, what I watched it again this morning in preparation for this, and knowing knowing how it ends, like do did I appreciate more how it got there? And I actually think it it, it is interesting that the ending is that cynical because I feel like that is in keeping with the show. It would have been it would have been so much faker if the end was Don triumphantly sweeping into the Francis you know mansion and making everything better for his kids because that's not who that guy is. Like, he's a guy who likes to be good at his job. He grew up thinking he was a piece of shit, so it's important to him that he's good at something and this is the the thing that he's good at. So I was okay with it. As Will Edmonton, Edmondson said on Twitter, <laughs> yeah. former guest, which is, uh, uh, God bless Don Draper for uh, infiltrating the hippie hive and selling sugar water back to them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you which know, that's pretty one... Much what- <laughs> yeah, I mean that's one. That's my interpretation of the ending. I, going on Twitter, some people have a more holistic hippie uh, reading of that, which I don't quite see how you could do. But you what know, do you mean? I don't either. They, I mean, that Don, I, that's da, fine. Don found true. him true self. Don, Don found himself, and in that, he was able to produce this amazing Coke ad rather oh, than Don. No. You know, basically being Don and you know uh, playing the chameleon and selling people shit you know based on 
what they want to hear. Yeah, no, that's what Don does. Like he yeah. uses people, yeah. <laughs> and then he turns he turns that the, whatever he got from them into money. Yeah, and that's, that's what well, he always are. sort of walks around along the edge of the abyss. Yeah, but you know when he does look into it, he, he sees it staring back at him. Then he's like, "I'm just going to look away with the help of pure Kentucky bourbon." So, uh, I got a clip from the start fine. of this episode of Bad Men. I want to play. The year is 1965, and you and I are undercover detectives on the hot rod circuit. Now let's burn rubber, baby. <laughs> Speedway Squad, in color. That's it. I just enjoyed that. It was basically that at the beginning of this episode. And yeah. I uh, don't really know if that was supposed to be anything, but uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm not mad at is the styling of Dirtbag Don in his like plain white t-shirt and khakis and jean jackets. Not mad at that at all. Yeah. Did anyone else notice that that was the kid from Gladiator who was one of his uh, yes. racing buddies? Yes, I, I, I always was. think of him as the kid from Unbreakable, but yes. That too. Yeah. And I also need uh, Don Don's telling the hooker-ish girl to get her purse uh, as my ringtone. Uh, let's hear it for <laughs> Brett Gelman. Brett Gelman! <laughs> awesome. It was funny because, you know, in the scene where he's just a, you know, shadowy blob, I'm like, oh, it's good that Brett Gelman's getting some work. So I just saw... You know, a, beard a, big, a, bed. a big guy in a beard in a bed. And uh, sure <laughs> enough, in the next scene, there he is. And the next scene after that, <laughs> there he is. Them. All of them. Bigger than life. Yeah, that was the joke was that he's this is like the the great uncle of the guy that Brett Gelman played on Go On, the other show about group therapy, yeah. <laughs> where he was equally irritating, as, yeah. as I understand. Um, yes, I quite enjoyed that um, quite a bit. Oh, last thing I liked. Meredith getting her send off. Like, yeah, that was nice. Someone said they yeah. thought she was working for Joan. That was that is not the case. That was not that was no, not that her was answering her. the phone. That was the nanny, as, as John. That said. was the nanny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I have um, guys. Uh, do you know what time it is? It's game time. What? <laughs> How? All right, there's 15 day points up for grabs here. I'd like to <laughs> buy a world a Coke. It's 1971. How much is that going to cost me? A Coke in 1971. Well, I'd like to going buy over? A, the world a Coke. Dime? I'd like to buy the world a Coke. So there's a lot of things in play here. Okay. The uh, world. Yeah, the world a Coke. Oh, I see. Mm. All right, okay. John, what's your guess? How much is it going to cost me to buy a world a Coke? How much cost? How much do you do? Literally every. Let's see. One billion dollars. One billion dollars, Sarah. I'm gonna go one point two five billion, Dave and Tara. Um, I think it's less. I'm gonna say like. They said billions. I'm gonna say five hundred million. Wow. The correct answer, with a population of approximately 3.766 billion oh, and an whoa. average price oh, okay. of about 15 cents for a Coke, is 565 million <gasps> and change. So, <laughs> congratulations, Tara. You just racked in all those day points. Thanks. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and a Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> Pepsi is not okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it's interesting when you're watching a finale and it's the day after versus uh say you know giving it six months and watching it again um and how much the lack of 
all the social media and all the, you know, stupid think pieces and unnecessary think pieces oh, out God. there and all, yes. and all the, you know, although we joke about the prediction of DB Cooper, except maybe Sarah isn't, I can't tell. We'll have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but all that sort of stuff, like the fine line. Yeah. Um, it kind of plays in, it, what do you mean? for me anyways, it colors my approach into the finale. Yeah. And, um, I, I, I kind of like, it sets my expectations not necessarily higher, but I'm more in the mood to not be entertained or at least uh, not be wowed by some things. You know what I mean? Like there's something about the relentlessness of a finale of a buzzy show. Well, especially that for kind this of one. puts you uh, sometimes in a in, in a in a state that's not conducive to enjoying it as much as you would say if you were on an island. Did you for that? sure. No, I, mean, I agree. This is- I felt this way about the Breaking Bad finale which i liked but didn't love Mm -hmm. i think and i wonder what it would have been like if it had aired um i don't know 2005 yeah just it's different i think the immediacy of the like entry into the echo chamber it it doesn't help ever yeah Yeah. because then sometimes you also hear like better ideas for the ending and you're like well i wish that would have happened you know like yeah a lot of things play into the immediacy of a of a finale's you know your reaction to it what were you gonna say john um for me for this show i mean you know for like a show like justified or breaking bad that really builds to some kind of suspenseful conclusion if those finales had been bad and i i I like the breaking bad finale fine so i i think i would have been really disappointed if i had not liked those episodes for this one it's not that i didn't like it it probably won't be one that i remember moments from and like you know when i think of my top 10 things that i remember from the show yeah but but for this show i mean that's okay you know i don't i don't feel so disappointed in it let's put it that way well and you you definitely had a different relationship with it than any of us did because you covered it so intensely well, that's true. That, yeah, that especially changes, in the swap days. Yeah. yeah, that changes your that changes how how you feel about a show for sure. I think. And also speaking to like you know other shows building up to something. I mean, Mad Men in one of those self congratulatory videos of the roundtable ones. One of the things that they uh, pat themselves on the back a lot is like, you know the characters are really real. Sometimes they don't grow at all. I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. but they were selling a lack of character development as character development or as a nod to realism. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, and like certainly- David Chase already ate that. Yeah, hi. Get your own. Um, but it is true. Yeah, I mean, you know, people were going around a lot talking like, oh, everything's in season one. Just go back to season one. And it's like, well, for some people, it is. You know, Pete. Pete wanted to get away from his Dykeman name and roots. That's established in season one. And now he does. Great. Joan thought she'd be married and that's what she wanted and not working. Total opposite. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't always hold, you know, people congratulate the show for kind of opposite things sometimes and I don't think it holds up. But that said, I think because the show is period, because it was really well-crafted, I think it will hold up over time. Yeah. I agree. Um, which is not necessarily, you know, what I think about all sh- all beloved shows that are ending. So Yeah, well, my point of bringing that up was just that, you know, this is not a show that necessarily built up to a finale that was going to be this big. Right. Right. It wasn't ever going to be like the justified finale. Right, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> and that Don didn't really change his stripes is apt to yes. that character. But on the other hand, yeah, I mean, they do like to congratulate themselves on those videos for <laughs> for for doing A and Z, for doing black and white at the same time. So I just, right. I just those just annoy me so much, and that kind of plays into uh, my my 
you know, where I was when I was watching it, you know, like yeah. the, the AMC promotions were terrible. And between that and the blackout thing they had in the other networks, it's just like, oh my God, AMC, get over yourself. Like, I don't know. I mean, obviously all these people are under contract. I, I don't want to paint like the actors are really this full of themselves. Right. You know, I, oh, I, I, I doubt swear, they had anything to do with it. I swear I can see John Hamm like kind of like rolling his eyes on some of these videos in the <laughs> yeah. background. Like, yeah. you know, he doesn't talk a lot in them. <laughs> I noticed, no. you know, he's sort of like, he's just there. But uh, yeah, um, AMC, they got to like dial this back. Well, and who, I mean, who knows how much of that was Weiner's influence mm-hmm. since he managed to get the little woman into the second to last episode. Don't know if anyone noticed that. She went by her maiden name, which happens to be the same as a classmate of mine from high school who we went together uh, to school together for um, 12 years. Mm-hmm. We graduated and she was like, fuck all y'all. Just never talked to any of us again. <laughs> happens to have the same name. It's not the same person. Happens to have the same name. And I was like watching the end of the previous episode before watching the finale last night. There she is in the credits. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me, Weiner? Like, just. There's nobody else you could have cast for that role. Who was she? Sarah, actually. Huh. <laughs> I, I think the guy's wife, the the um, motel owner's wife, maybe. Uh, oh, her. oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, She's she been had in a million lines. things. Yeah. Wait, I didn't know that she was. If that's if that is her, I didn't know that she was married to Matt Weiner. That's funny. She yeah. she was like I, I might I might have the character. I might have the wrong character. Mm. The character's name was Sarah. The actress's name is Linda Brettler. Mm. Other Linda Brettler. Whatever. <laughs> keep on keeping yeah. on. She goes like, by get Dick over Whitman. get over it and Facebook friend us. We know yeah. where you live. She's going whatever. by Dick Whit- Whitman now. I've just just one last question because um, someone tweeted it on on uh, on last night and I had an immediate answer. But what what would you all say is your favorite drama series finale of all time? Oh boy, maybe this is it. <laughs> to give you time while you're pondering it, I'll tell you mine, which is Friday Night Lights, and I stand by that. I oh, feel yeah, like it was the that. perfect capper for that series. Again, it wasn't that was another show where like some people grew and some people, you know, developed in ways that were still true to who they were when they began, especially Coach, and that was what made it such a beautiful ending to me. And I still sometimes watch that closing montage and cry. That's like, and some people do that with Six Feet Under, but for me, it's Friday Night Lights. Anyone else? Huh. The Batman ending reminded me of the Buffy ending with that smirk. Hmm. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh, Don's at the Hellmouth. Um. <laughs> well, he is at a hippie commune, so yes. Yeah, uh, I, I would need time to think about that. You put me on the spot. And I Sorry. Yeah, yeah, same. I mean, on the spot, I would definitely put Justified up there, but it's been it so short of time. It was pretty good. It was, but I, it's it been was so short of time that I don't know if I could judge it accurately against some of the other stuff, but it was really good. It but. was very satisfying to me, too. That's a good choice. Sarah? Uh, Sopranos. Oh, well. Oh. We should move on. All right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's time to go the round the dial, Tara. Um, I'll just be brief. Apparently, Under the Dome has gone back into production. Fuck all of those people! Especially, <laughs> not just because the show continues to exist, but because it's it's moving to Thursdays. Not as convenient a night for me. And the premiere is two hours long. (laughs) Definitely not as convenient for me. So I can't quit you. I have to be able to see how it ends so that I can dance on its grave whenever it does end. So um, boo to CBS. I hate you. John. (laughs) Um, Well, 
to the interest of probably not too many people, uh, <laughs> Nashville had its season finale last uh, Wednesday, and it was renewed. I still watch um, it. As a, I know, I know. <laughs> um, not a lot that I liked in this finale, but the one thing no. that happened was that Will Lexington, which is Chris Carmack's character, uh, the closeted country singer, finally came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I've been, as I've been begging him to do for a long time. <laughs> and uh, I thought they handled it well. And he, I, I've read interviews with him where he really cares about the character and feels a responsibility to the audience. And, you know, gay people do watch that show, probably not as many as they did when it started. <laughs> but, um, but that's the one thing I was a fan of. And he has a really cute boyfriend. And, yeah, he does. Yeah, They're very cute together. Good. Yeah. And, yeah. and they, but that cliffhanger, you're so right. I mean, I think everyone called it that, that there's a cliffhanger that we're supposed to think that maybe Deacon is going to die from his liver transplant, but there's just, there's no way. Yeah. After, yeah. after three seasons of keeping Raina and Deacon apart for mostly bullshit reasons, having this be the end of their relationship would be like killing a unicorn. I feel like, and, and especially so close on the heels of not that they're related at all, but a very similar, uh, cute couple rent apart in the call the midwife finale that I'm still outraged about too. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like all the, all the shots in the operating room that were, were so carefully blocked not to give anything away. And you know, uh, what's his name? <laughs> the one that, uh, Matt Debenham, when he when he said for me, called Doctor Stupid. <laughs> it's like I was, it's Caleb, I think. But yeah, <laughs> now well, I can't think of many as anything but that. Yeah, um, it's just like cares? I have bad news, and they cut off. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's obviously a sister, but who, yeah, who cares about Beverly, and especially who cares about that terrible wig coming back for season four? Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off, John. Uh, uh, Sarah. Um, so people who play George Washington on TV, yeah, how come they suck at it? Mm, good question. <laughs> Ian Khan and maybe John, you remember Ian Khan as uh, he was on Brothers and Sisters the first season as Kitty's like talk show nemesis, I think. Oh, um, that guy Warren. Yeah, right? I remember him oh. as being attractive, but like not any particular feelings about his acting either way. That's all changed <laughs> since he's like muddying the reputation of the father of our country. By, like, I really don't understand, I really don't understand what he's trying to do. Like, I sympathize with the difficulty in playing the part of an American icon, but delivering your lines like you have a musket stuck in your throat Uh is maybe not the way to go. And um, when I was a kid, we had to watch um, Barry Bostwick in, you know, George Washington, semicolon, the miniseries, or colon, the miniseries. And he was just making these froggy, silent movie faces and... (laughs) You know, okay, Patty Duke was playing his wife, but like it really, it really was not was not great at all. Um, and other people who have played George Washington on TV include Adam West and Stephen Avatar Lang. Like what? Adam West. Um, I I know. What was he in? 1775, oh. the TV movie. Okay. And David Morris in the. John, I was going to bring him up. John yeah, Adams. I was going to ask if he was good. No. I didn't watch that well. One. Whatever he's he's fine, but his primary acting te- technique must have been he was imagining moving the wood teeth around in his mouth. Or he, <laughs> yeah, he, probably, he talked. He had to, he was very affected in the way he talked, and it was just like that seemed to be it. Well, first I got to master my wooden tooth accent, and then I'm then I'll worry about everything else. And then he ran out of time and didn't worry about anything else. Yeah, I don't like just just play the lines guys like we all know you chopped down a cherry tree and there was a river and you crossed it and things were bad and then you won and then you were president and then you died like Yay! 
<laughs> Sarah, you should watch that John Adams, though. It's pretty good. I think you would like it. You didn't watch Every, John Adams? Everyone is in it. Oh, my God. You would love John Adams. Yeah, you would. Yeah, I should watch John Adams, but after you did the, like, squirrel. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Thing. Dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Swear. That was fun. Yeah. Kind of couldn't take it seriously. I'll try to find <laughs> that. put it in the show notes. It's my, yeah, it's my uh, John Adams ode to... Um, to the suppressed startled gopher or chipmunk. whatever it is. Yeah, chipmunk. Dramatic yeah. chipmunk. Dramatic chipmunk, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, local ads of the 80s and 70s and 90s continues. This one came from one of the mods. I forgot to ask if I can say her name, so I won't. But uh, if you have a really delicious local ad from your youth, uh, please do send it my way. I would love to do more of these. This one uh, comes uh, from Michigan. And uh, if you're not replaying this and humming this uh, to yourself later, something is dead inside of you. Forest, what's a deer forest? Feed the deer, ride the ponies, feed the deer and ride the train. Feed the deer, grab a hot dog, feed the deer and ride again. Ride a camel, feed a llama, talk to folks from nursery rhymes. Helicopters, cars and boats, ride shows and birds and real fun times. Feed the deer, ride and picnic, feed the deer a day of fun. What's a deer forest? A whole day of fun and memories. Deer Forest, off I-94 in Coloma, Michigan. Wait, 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 wait. How much of those fucking deers need to get fed? They said feed the deer like 50 times. The, the video is all these fat deers with their legs splayed out. They can't walk anymore. They're like those um, orcs and whatever that that, that um, Margaret Atwood book is about, you know, the chickens and everything that can't walk anymore. Yeah, it's basically yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a sad fair. You know, <laughs> feeding deer is disgusting. You ever do it as a kid and you think it's going to be so much fun, but then like it's but all... But they're all mucusy. Yeah. Feeding any animal uh... from your hand is not pleasant. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now we're really doing it. It's time for the canon. Sarah is going to submit this week's entry. Take it away, Sarah. I I did. Uh, in honor of the Mad Men finale and Mad Men creator Matthew Weiner's association with The Sopranos, I've brought the latter show's notorious finale, Made in America, to the table. Made in America is the prestige series ender to which all prestige series enders are now compared... Like it or not, and I mean the episode and the comparisons when I say it. Uh, Not that anyone remembers much about the episode itself at this late date, I don't think. Uh, The Sopranos is probably my favorite show all time. I've rewatched straight through several times since the show ended in 2007. But even I forget stuff like, for example, we see Silvio in the hospital, but little Stephen gets no dialogue. Uh, I forget that Phil Leotardo is actually already dead of gunshot wounds before his SUV, left in gear, locked by his shrieking wife, rolls over his head and makes those kids throw up. I'd forgotten the whole (laughs) Pauly versus the Orange Cat subplot, and I'd forgotten that the show hadn't buried Bobby Bacala yet, fortunately for the viewer, because his wake gives us a number of gems, including this groaner, which is our first Clip. Jason G was the winner of Italian American Idol. He could say fuck more times in a sentence than any other contestant. <laughs> and an exchange shortly thereafter that is not only classic Polly Walnuts from the O oh, to the cackle at the end, but also classic misguided AJ Pinkosity, as we'll hear right <laughs> now. Oh. <laughs> Did I eat? It's good. In the midst of death, we are in life, huh? Or is it the other way around? I think it's the other way around. You're the version you're halfway up the ass. 
Pardon my French, sweetheart. I've lost two dear friends. Still's hanging on. I lost mine last month. You could take 2007 and give it back to the Indians. Sorry. What are you gonna do? Life goes on. Hey, we were discussing dream girls. You see it? You people are fucked. You're living in a dream. You still sit here talking about the fucking Oscars? What rough beast slouches toward Bethlehem to be born? Huh? Yeats. <laughs> Yeats? <laughs> the world. Don't you see it? Bush let Al-Qaeda escape. Oh! In the mountains. <laughs> then he has us invade some other country. Let's join up. Go kill some fucking terrorists. It's more noble than watching these jack-off fantasies on TV of how we're kicking their ass. It's like America. What about it? I mean, this is still where people come to make it. It's a beautiful idea. And then what do they get? Bling? Come on for shit they don't need and can't afford? You're all over the place. I don't know what you're trying to say. He's saying the Framus intersects with the Ramistan approximately at the Paternoster. Fucking <laughs> 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 AJ is First the of all, worst in this episode. He's the worst. Yeah. Polly Walnuts is the best yep. yes. in that moment. Not I, the, least because so, he sorry, says Frambus. <laughs> AJ getting called out for being all over the map is my line of this episode. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed that because it's just like, it's so matter of fact and it's perfect. Yes. I, and this is just one gift from a Santa sack of dumb shitty moments that AJ <laughs> gets in the series finale from blowing up his SUV because he parked on leaves with his way younger girlfriend to deciding to enlist, to allowing himself to be talked out of enlisting instead uh, and becoming a, quote, development executive <laughs> instead at Little Carmine's L movie outfit. <laughs> but the real reason I uh, clipped that uh, John and Ali get three guesses and the first two don't count, yeets, <laughs> classic. I also clipped this uh, next bit of A Agent Harris reacting to Phil Leotardo's demise solely because Michael Doug Stamper Kelly is in the scene with hair. Take it away. See Metro News? Your old beat. Phil Leotardo got popped. Damn. You're going to win this thing. <laughs> totally inappropriate. Not least because it was Harris who basically led Tony and his crew to Phil. In a phone call that Harris makes while uh, boning a co-worker and let the search for a man hairier than Neve Shulman sees, not Servito. <laughs> AMC Network's Sundance Now is a premium streaming video service offering a rich selection of prestige dramas, heart-stopping thrillers, and gripping true crime series from around the world. Sundance Now believes that life is more enriching when experienced through perspectives that differ from our own. Why is Sundance Now so awesome? Sundance Now's catalog includes award-winning original content, international exclusives, and hard-to-find properties at a fair price. You get premium content and no commercials for as low as $4.99 a month with an annual membership. And you can enjoy it anywhere. Sundance Now works on all your favorite devices. Download the app or watch online on Apple and Android devices, Amazon Fire TV, Google Chromecast, Roku, and more. My favorite aspect of Sundance Now is their documentary library. Pop culture investigations like The Cult of J.T. Leroy, The Pussy Riot Doc, and that must-see for Project Runway fans, Bill Cunningham, New York. 
but the catalog is impressively deep on the true crime front, too. There are lots of films I've covered for my true crime newsletter, but just as many I haven't had a chance to watch yet, and I had to force myself not to start Valentine Road instead of recording this ad, so... Let's get to that promo code so that I can get back to the film, and you can join me free for 30 days. Start streaming your next obsession. To try Sundance Now free for 30 days, go to SundanceNow.com and use promo code EHG. That's S-U-N-D-A-N-C-E-N-O-W.com and use promo code EHG for 30 days of free streaming. Thanks, Sundance Now! Wear your hair shirt with pride. This is just one of the myriad mini semi-farewells in Made in America that don't exactly translate to the podcast medium, like Carmela's zip-it stare when Tony starts rambling about his mother during AJ's therapy session, the final exchange between Tony and Junior, which Tony rushes away from nearly in tears, and, of course, the reason we're all really here, the tensely cut tableau at Holston's that closes out the series. We'll hear a piece of that now. Oh, something's wrong with the recording. <laughs> I actually considered having everybody be quiet after that, but it's a little much. <laughs> But like many in the New York City Time Warner catchment area, I totally lurched out of my chair when that happened and over to the TV to check the connector. And I was reaching for the phone to rip all the strips off a TWC rep when the first end credits card finally came up. And at that moment, Made in America attained immediate and permanent where were you when cultural status. As recently as last month, David Chase addressed the question of the ending for the DGA magazine, but still didn't say one way or the other whether Tony lived. Whatever you think of Chase's choice, whether you think it's brilliant that he cut to black when he did, or a dick move, or kind of both, Soprano's finale is now a descriptive phrase that needs no elaboration. Chase's meditation on big and little F families was destined for the TV pantheon already, despite some endgame faltering. Vito's quest for self, who cares? AJ Agonisti's ditto. But the question of this episode, this ending, continues to preoccupy us. It focused our attention on the meaning of how a story is made, and it let the show go on and on and on and on. I used to say about television without pity that we weren't being mean to TV for mean's sake, or at least not always. Fucking internet. (laughs) We expected better, and we let TV know. This is the better that we were waiting for. As an overall episode, Made in America is quintessential Sopranos. Darkly funny, darkly dark, gory, frustrating, gorgeously acted, and uncompromising. But it's the finale's significance to TV artistically and historically that should put it in the EHE canon, hopefully not with a pair of concrete overshoes. (laughs) What say you? Um, I would just like to say this kind of speaks to what I was talking about with the Mad Men finale, which is giving yourself some time away from it, you know, from your from the you know the day of viewing, and then being able to uh-huh. look back on it with sort of you know less bias, less you know <laughs> you know the internet, so, less fucking internet, thought. yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember at the time, in addition to lurching for the TV, thinking something was wrong with it, um, <laughs> being sort of like, well, uh, you know, like for a show where so many people got whacked all the time, you kind of expected, uh, you know, either 
a, tri- a triumph or a death or something to do with Tony Soprano. And you didn't get it. And, you know, my first thought was, oh, uh, uh, what? Oh, uh, I am not satisfied. But, you know, looking back where, uh, you know, I would say like the like is he dead? Is he not dead? Fifty fifty doesn't really matter. It's just like this finale is just about life going on in you know the small F and the big F family. Yeah, and you know whether Tony's at the head of it or he's not at the head of it, the mob the mob persists. And I think in that regards, I don't really care what happens to Tony Soprano uh, as far as can I enjoy this as a finale? You know, like, I don't think that matters. Um, I was sort of expecting a resolution back then uh, just because of, you know, it's a mob thing. You kind of expected, you know, shotguns and cannolis and all that kind of stuff. Um, But going back and now I was able to like enjoy this as, first of all, just as a Sopranos episode, because it's, it's not a really largely written episode. Right. I mean, there's, there's, there's a funeral. There's, you know, there's a delicious looking plate of baked oh, ziti. Oh, the ziti. The fucking ziti. <laughs> oh, speaking God. about things that don't translate into podcasts well, but I, we were both watching this and... Uh, Eating that, salad, which was the biggest insult of all. Well, each of us with our big giant bowl of salad. this bird's eye view of this giant tray of baked ziti being poured into something. And, it's just and like, texting oh. me all like, go out yeah. and eat ziti. I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Roger that. No problem. But uh, yeah, I I will say like I was able to watch this in a different light this time. And I enjoyed it so much more not having the pressure of of uh, it needing to satisfy me uh, in a sort of event TV kind of way. You know what I mean? Like it's not. Yeah. It doesn't have the books. Yeah. To worry about it. And it doesn't have the same sort of. um monumentous, you know, sort of occasionality to it, if I may butcher the English language. And monumentous <laughs> occasionality. Yes. Very poly of you. Yes, thank you. Um <laughs> and uh yeah, I really like this um a lot. There's a lot of things to to love about this episode. Um and I am not mad at David Chase for the ending. I feel like it was sort of a no win situation for him as far as pleasing enough people to sort of, you know, uh tip the scales of, of, of TV opinion his way. Like, mm-hmm. there, yeah, there agree. Was, yeah. And he totally won too. Cause here we are. Yeah, exactly. And eight years ago. Yeah. And, uh, I think as far as like, it makes sense that to me, like it's not the only ending he could have done, but I think it's a fine ending. And the fact that it wasn't this big, you know, shootout, it wasn't this big, uh, you know, Tony is in jail, then they do the Animal House style chirons for every other character. <laughs> Didn't need that, you yeah. know. Life goes on in the mob is, is and and I think this episode excelled at that. Gave us more of what we wanted with the Sopranos. Yeah, it's funny that we ju- were just talking about the Justified finale because that's another one too, where there were a lot of predictions about like who's going to get right. killed in the Justified finale, and in the end, it was kind of like no one really except that one little. Fuck. Well, when you when, when if this episode was you know, 50 minutes and they cut off the whole diner scene. Like this is just a good episode of Sopranos and uh, especially where it comes to the family aspect of Sopranos rather than the business aspect of the Sopranos. Right. right? And, and tacking on that diner scene um, sort of like that dominates 99% of the conversation 
certainly at the time. And, you know, Sarah's right. This is sort of something that everybody compares other finales to. Like, you know, yeah. it had the same impact. People and the showrunners are explicitly trying to avoid. Right. Like Finn yeah. Gilligan was like, I'm not doing that shit, which I wouldn't either if I were him. Like, yeah. you want to tie it up now, I think, in yeah. that in that position because you don't want to fucking hear it for people for yeah. the rest of your natural life. Where's the Russian? Is he dead? Me? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. But, but if you remove that, if, if you imagine this episode without that scene, it's a really good episode. Right. <laughs> and, but with the scene, it's a good episode too. Yeah. But I'm saying like, it's, it's a shame that that episode dominates all the, the discussion. Oh, the, the scene, of, the, the of scene the, I see. Yeah, that, I see scene is, that scene is the episode in pop culture. Well, yeah, that's yes. sort of what I was saying, that it's like, yeah. who even remembers where we are in the story? Yeah. As of, like, I forgot that he was still at the, at down the shore mm-hmm. on the lamb for, like, a big chunk of the first part of the episode. Anyway, yeah, John does, did not watch the show. So oh. I'm very interested to hear what he thought of this. Okay, well, then, that's, John, you go ahead, and I'll go last. That's correct. I did not watch it at the time, and now obviously I'm going to have to go back and watch it. But, <laughs> yeah, spoiler. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, you know what I mean, you should do, look, John? You should watch it backwards. And then it's like, <laughs> Maybe it's I should. like you know, the country song, how idea. it's a the yeah. story about him, you know, like getting his wife kind of thing. The, <laughs> it'll be like the story of a guy I getting the demoted. to do family. that. That's actually an idea that I would consider now that, now that you put it out there. What other show am I going to have the opportunity to do do that with? You know, yeah. starting with a series finale. Um, I I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, you know, for a number of reasons. I think one for me, I don't think I was imagining. Uh, you could see the weight of a lot of history in some of the scenes, like the one with Tony and Janice. Uh, yeah, for sure. At the house, uh, the one with uh, with Tony and Meadow, where she talks about why she became a why she became an attorney. Um, there's one other, I think. Uh, pretty, oh, and is it is it his father in law? The uh, the 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 guy who's now in the wheelchair. That's his or uncle. Is, yeah, that, that's his uncle. Yeah, yeah. So all those scenes, you could just feel there was you know, even if I didn't know exactly the uh you know the fact of the subtext the fact that it was you know i i knew that it was there and you could feel it it was there there were really great performances um a <laughs> couple things about aj <laughs> please um, just a couple huh well here's the thing <laughs> uh-huh i would probably stab him to death if i had to hang out with him but i think this episode actually would have been pretty grim without him <laughs> like his pinkoness like just was so contrasted with the, with the rest of his family that I just thought it was hilarious. Like their reactions to him was what was were what was hilarious for me. Completely. And it yeah. just. <laughs> and the other thing, does he have the squarest face anyone has ever seen? <laughs> yes. Is that me? Okay, good. I didn't know if that's a thing. He that has is been a Lego before. minifig, and that's why his head is like that. He is. And um, not for nothing, but the fucking internet clip is actually from a season two episode where he's having an existential crisis, but at that time he's still like this baby fatty, oh yeah, <clears throat> late junior oh high kid who has been reading Nietzsche but pronounces it niche. <laughs> like because AJ incompetent Jesus moron from wire to wire. Like yeah. oh my God. I hope Eiler just retired and went to do something else with his life because. <laughs> yep. There's no top in that shit. I too, I too love Meadows line about like I don't even know what you're talking about right now. You're all over the place. Like um, another 
a couple other things I liked were uh, just even in the series finale, like the show seemed really true to character. <laughs> the one moment that really got me was uh, the 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 war of like trying to shake out the ketchup. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> you hit like, the these 57. Gu- Everyone knows that. Yeah. These are guys who like would rather shake that ketchup a thousand times than stick a fucking knife in it like <laughs> everyone else would. And <laughs> I got that shorthand. Like, so, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. I, that, that really hit for me. Um, as far as the ending, I, for me, I didn't think it was ambiguous, but I can understand why people would. Um, really? Meaning, meaning what? Which way did you thought, think it went? I thought just the way sh- it was shot. And maybe I was paying more attention to it because I know, you know, yeah, I knew right. like, kind of thing. I thought for sure he he's he's getting killed. Ah, like, I disagree. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah so, I do too. Yeah, I was coming back around to. I had always felt that he did not get killed. Um, I had been sort of drawn around to he probably got killed. But rewatching it this time, I think members only guy is looking over there because he's waiting for, to see when the bathroom is free. Yeah, and that's the only reason. Yep. But it's it's like watching uh, it's like reading JFK conspiracy theories. Whatever the last one is that I heard is uh-huh. the one that I believe. Yeah, so. <laughs> if I if I had to Lincoln Douglas with myself, I'm sure I could argue myself to a stalemate. <laughs> yeah. That's just that's just how it how it hit me at the time. I'm sure. Right. You know, if I go back and watch it again, I I could I could take the con. But um, so yeah, I thought it was great. And the oh god, you know. They don't give out Foley awards for the squishy. Uh, uh, oh my god! Yeah, the head pop. Yeah. <laughs> but if they had, oh. <laughs> yeah, that was a brilliant touch to have the car in gear, though. God, oh, and the kids and also. Out. Like, uh, well, that was the other. The, other than AJ, that was the other moment of like comic relief. And then a question mark. I mean, it's I so guess. macabre, but yeah. it's it's yeah. it's funny. Well, the main comic relief was what you know is the Emmy for the cat. Yeah, that cat. <laughs> yeah, that cat was versus Wally. That cat uh, got Wally. it going on. God, I just said Wally. Walnuts. Polly. Yeah. Polly Walnuts. Um, and I kind of love the that whole... That is a great uh, shot, cutting to the wide shot of him with his little son thing. And yeah. then the cat comes out and starts like playing the cello right in front yep. of the door. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I also kind of love the whole like mob slumber party vibe that they had going at the safe house. Like, yeah. why'd you come in that door? You know, and they're just all kind of sitting around. Hey, what do you want to do? I don't know. Yeah. Even those and cold the sandwiches did. they're eating look good. Yep. <laughs> it's a bad show anyway. to watch in an empty stomach. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Or a stomach full of bullshit salad. Yeah. Let's, let's be real. Yeah, um, yeah I, everyone covered all the moments that I wanted to say, except the, the scene with Tony and Janice. The, the, God, the line where she's like, I've already worked through so much of my mom shit. Not that I ever get the credit. Like, classic. It's like so economical to sum up her character and her mother, frankly. Yeah. Um, and... Um, oh. And just the touch, Sarah was talking about um, production design with Penny Dreadful last week, and, and a good example of subtlety, I would say, is when Tony is standing in the doorway at Uncle Junior's home, like looking in and watching him and sitting in the corner and over the fireplace, there's like this have a nice day that's like so creepily cheerful, mis- mistaken. The thing with the weather and all that? Yeah. That thing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's just, it, the that place was so depressing. Yeah. <laughs> like ever, I didn't want to stay there. I want, I wanted the scenes in it to be over. That like, board it was, was super really, sad. That bummed me out. It was very evocative. It's like a board <laughs> with like sliding, like, you know, they replace every Today's day. weather is cold, sunny. Or yeah, yeah, yeah it's, yeah. Today is Wednesday. Where next, next meal is dinner. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh mm-hmm. god. Yeah. I'm not sure where that was shot, but what I always think of when I see those scenes with Junior in the state home is yeah. that New Jersey, for whatever reason, has 
like many, many abandoned mental hospitals. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder if they picked one to, to shoot it there. Cause that, uh, yeah. just like the grates and it, the paint looks like it's peeling and, uh, Kianese didn't have his teeth in. Yeah. And- he looks like he belongs there. Like yep. he looks like the person yeah. version of that state. Home. And the other thing about that scene is Tony gets as much, uh, closure and resolution with Junior as we do with him. Yeah, you know, so it's a nice little like foreshadowing of of the ending as far as you know being able to have that last moment and knowing what's going on. Yeah, and and to speak to our main topic, of course, I'm not the first person to point out that both this finale and the Mad Men finale end with the ding of a bell and someone figuring something out, or maybe not, depending on which way you go, you <laughs> lean on the Tony yeah. question. Yeah. But, but this, this whole exercise with Sopranos really makes me want to put something in my calendar. It's like rewatch Mad Men in six months. Yeah. You I, know, I, when I, we're away from everything. Yes, for yeah. sure. This this did it. And also like that that last supercut of like moments of Mad Men starting from season one did it too. Like even though it was really mawkish and that, that do you remember mm-hmm. that one? Like it worked on me. Ugh. It made me want to watch those again. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I actually did watch the first like four or five before the uh, before the finale, and I yeah. was like, "Yep, yep, feels Still- feels like watching it again." Yep, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm gonna keep going at least. You know, I'll probably skip the uh, the Sylvia episodes. Like, she can be the new Brenda. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but other than that, I think yeah, I'll probably uh. I'll- probably watching it again soon yeah it gets a little saggy in season six i remember like my only memory of like the later years of sopranos is thinking like it should have ended at an earlier point but i don't even remember the plot details of like when i thought that should have been there was a lot of cynical contract extensions if i recall correctly yeah but this was a great way to, to wind it up after all of that agreed all right so let's put this to a vote shall we yes all right tara yay john new to the sopranos <laughs> one for one, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I'm going to go uh, yes and uh, well argued, Sarah. Thank you very much. Thanks. The Sopranos, the finale, that season six, episode nine, Made in America. You are hereby inducted into the. Extra hot break, <laughs> Americans love a winner. Yeah. And will not tolerate a loser. No. It's time for winner and a loser of the week. Sarah has her winner. I do. It's the mini project, which didn't just get picked up by Hulu, but got picked up for a double smorgasbord 26 episode season, which mm-hmm. they still could split into two 13ers, but I don't care. My question, which is one that I share with uh, our esteemed colleague, Nick Reinwald Jones, and I'm mm. sure a bunch of other people, is whether this means that they can show butts and curse and stuff. Oh. Butts. I doubt it. I don't think Hulu Prayers. shows do, really, yeah. in my experience. I think but Hulu, I haven't watched a ton Yeah, of I think Hulu but operates closer to do they show shows the... that do? Yes. They do have shows. Well, you know, like the, uh, like, uh, the Brit... Bo- bo- uh, the oh, they original sh- bridge. Yeah, no. but we didn't watch it on Hulu, so I don't know if it had the oh. nudity. Mm. That's true. Okay. I mean, yes, also- we did watch it on Hulu, because how else would we have watched it? Hulu feels like they uh, stick closer <laughs> to the network, network model. <laughs> yeah. If Hulu's, if Hulu's shelling out for uh, that many episodes, is it also possible they'll shell out for a new theme song? Yeah, oh, seriously. God. Seriously. Oh, God. Uh, does Hulu... Hulu does the trickle, right? They don't do the... Uh, I think so, yeah. They do a couple at, at a time. Yeah. I mean, they did with 
the hot wives of Orlando. I haven't watched enough of their other originals to Which know. is fine for the mini project because I couldn't watch yeah. I couldn't binge watch that. It's too much. No. Yeah. It's it's a little <laughs> it's it's a it's it's saccharine you know what I mean? It's concentrated Mindy Kaling. It is now. And yeah. yeah. I'm I hoping would, that Adam Pally can come back. Please, please. I would be curious to know what the stats are on like how much people binge watch stuff when it has ads. I wonder if that slows oh, people down. Yeah. If they're like, you know totally. what? Three is enough. Especially when you fucking buy Hulu Plus and you still have to sit through as many ads yeah, as not, somebody else. Not not okay. Yeah, that not cool. All right, loser of the week. Oh, loser of the week, speaking of <laughs> disputed series finales. Gossip Girl. <laughs> it's now been enough hey. years that I guess uh Penn Badgley is feels comfortable coming out and saying that ending made no sense, and it doesn't <laughs> at all. There's many points in the series where you you see his character uh being surprised by a scoop on Gossip Girl. So that that was not well thought uh-huh. through at all. Yeah. Dumb. You big dummy. <laughs> Way to go, Gossip Girl. Yeah, I only watched the first three, but I heard about that. I was like, that doesn't yeah. seem right. Speaking of, sh- speaking of shows have, that but... are going to stand the test of time, unlike Mad <laughs> Guys, Aww. that brings up a good question. Uh, do you know what time it is? Uh, is it time to jump out of a plane? <laughs> no, it's never time to jump out of a plane. Stop saying that. It's game time. <laughs> my last episode of Torturing You. Sarah's just full of herself because she is leading this season of Game Time with two victories. She is. Tara and Value Guests, being represented by John this week, are behind her at one apiece. Today's Game Time comes from Moo Chainsmoker, who you may know (laughs) as our lead guesser of the phrase that doesn't pay. I would say at this point in time, I think she's got three or something like that. <laughs> um, and uh, she had this idea, and then the fine people at uh, on Twitter at EHG Assist uh, helped us fill out this game. She earns herself an extra credit, redeemable for an extra hot great mini topic of her choosing. Today we are playing Bleep Bloop, <laughs> which will test your knowledge of iconic TV sound effects and little musical stingers and things of the such. I'll play a clip, and you're going to tell me what show it is from. It's that simple. That is simple. Let's throw it to Picky. We will start with valued guests. All right, so let's go. John first, then to Sarah, then to Tara. Around the world. Are we ready to play bleep bloop? Yes. All right, John, we're going to start you off with what I think are easy ones. (laughs) Famous last words. Exactly. So here is your first bleep bloop. What's that show? Mm. Maybe not easy. Maybe only easy for Dave Cole. Grindy. Any idea? Mm. Mm. Battlestar Galactica? Autobots roll out! Ah. That's the transforming noise from the Transformers. All right, Sarah. Yo. Law and order. (laughs) Tara. Yes. The titular bloop bleep of 24. All right. Those were your easy ones. Sorry, John. Um, Here is your first real question. I knew the other two. (laughs) (laughs) I will give you the hint that it was on the tip of your tongue a little while ago. Hmm. 
<laughs> Very little, little time ago. Want to hear that again? On the tip of my tongue and then I said it? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> that is the silent whoosh whoosh from Battlestar Galactica. Original, I assume. Yes, original. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think I remember Chrome that. Dome Cylons. Sure. Um, so we're on to Sarah. Yep. Your second question. Sound effect mm. from what show? Let's hear that one again. Um, Star Trek original series? Is it the Jetsons? That's the Jetsons. Ah. Yeah, those are the oh, yeah. flying cars of the Jetsons. Jane, stop this crazy thing. Here you go. <laughs> Tara. Yep. Uh, is that lost? Ah. Correct. Indeed, that was the smoke monster. The smoke monster from Lost. All right, going back to John. <laughs> uh, I think if you didn't get the Transformers, you might not get this one. That is a bit of a hint, but here it is again. Any idea what that uh, is? Gobots? Oh. <laughs> By the power of Grayskull. That is the He-Man oh, transformation in, sound effect. Yeah. That was actually in my guessing wheel oh. there, but I didn't, didn't go that way. All right, Sarah. Ready? Yeah. Oh, shit. God damn it. Six million dollar man? <laughs> Six million dollar man is correct. Tara. Yeah. <laughs> Futurama? All the hail the hypno toad. <laughs> yes. All right. All right John. I would have guessed Sons of Anarchy for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure. Not really distinctive. I mean, not, you know, whatever. Just a motorcycle, but uh, let's hear it. Wait. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. I could hear yeah, it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. In the rain. A motorcycle in the rain. John. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, can I hear one with them? I don't think he watches this show. No. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. I don't think I'm going to watch it after this season. Scandal. Scandal, correct. <clears throat> All right. To Sarah. Yep. Hmm. Shit. Yeah, that's one of the ones I know I know and I can't place it. Oh, not. Uh, uh, hoarders? Oh, wow. It's been so long since I've watched it. Good job, Sarah. I almost I, guessed intervention. Phew. <laughs> I usually pair it with the uh, the other one on the show. Oh, the sting. Yeah, yeah the yeah. zing. Yeah. Okay, so Tara. Yep. <laughs> uh, 
press your luck, right? That's okay. yeah, <laughs> nice. That's the whammy. <laughs> Back to John. Super friends. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> really? Is that for me? Yep. She says, hopelessly. Can I hear it again? Uh, you can give a generalized answer for this one. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask. Charlie Brown things? Correct. <laughs> Thank That's you. the teacher from the Charlie Brown TV special. <laughs> okay, so we're to, to uh, Tara. Yep. Bring us into our score break, okay. our halfway point. Yep. Um, Electric Company. Electric Company, she says. Nerds everywhere. Curse Tara's name. Sorry. What is it? What is it? Star Trek Trek TOS. Yeah. It's the communicator. Waps. Sorry, I burned that one. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Very close game. John has two points. Sarah and I are tied with four each. All right. And now it's back to John. Are you ready, John? Yes. Do you know it, Sarah? I think so. Mm, No. What do you think, Sarah? Uh, Actually, I'm not confident anymore, but Wheel of Fortune? No, incorrect. That is the uh, old school Spider-Man web slicking sound effect. (laughs) You know, Wheel of Spiders. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know, when they um, lift up those, like, free spin and prize boards? And there's just just spiders spiders everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is Sarah's. that again sure busy okay if it had stopped i would have guessed the facts of life because it sounded like it was going into that theme you were going to cut it off (laughs) but it didn't stop just kept going into sarah has no idea ville so i'm gonna guess land of the lost anybody know what that is no it's it uh, features uh count bacula that was the leap of quanting. Yes. Okay. Oh. All right, Tatara. Yep. <laughs> again, again, please. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Uh-huh. Point point of order. Yeah. Are any shows repeated? Nope. Okay. <laughs> um, Buck Rogers. Oh my god. I was gonna say Twinkie. I was gonna say Star Trek the original series yeah. if they were gonna <laughs> Okay, back to John. Ready? Yes. It's a short one. That's <laughs> <Ew. laughs> <sounds> really gross. <laughs> so many of these sound effects sound yeah, like bodily Ooh. functions. This is the time <laughs> John was having trouble answering. <laughs> oh, John Ramos lives in L.A. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, 
I'm sorry, what did you say before that? I said John Ramos <laughs> lives in L.A. He's no, but before that. He's John Ramos is having trouble answering this question. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> the sound itself is distracting. I know, I'm like nauseous now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know. Is it a pop-up video? Yep. Ah. Oh, nice pull. Um, I was giving you. I was giving that, you. I didn't factoids. get it until Dave was giving giving it. I, I get it. I get what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Buncey. Joe yep. Reed would be very mad at me. Oh. <laughs> hmm. I can say it was one of the shows that was mentioned in last week's game time. True. That is true. Oh, that narrows it. Narrows it down a little. Not really. Here's the problem with sound effects from Bewitched, which is my Ah! answer, (laughs) is that a lot of them sound like Price is Right game sound effects. That's true. They do. But now we can take Bewitched off the board, and when Plinko comes up, we'll be ready. (laughs) (laughs) Is that mine for real? Is that my clue, or are you just playing that for fun? Really? The Price is Right. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was That was psychic of you, Sarah. All right, John. Here you go. One more time. Uh, huh. Mm, nah, sorry. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> Some guess? kind of kids show. Is it mm, Flintstones? Nope. Oh. Scooby Doo? No, it's not a cartoon. Oh. I Dream of Jeannie. That's her uh, oh, doing a spell her. thing. Sure. Yeah. All right, so we're on to Sarah. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. It's one of those, uh, it's one of those, what if it's not that and it's psyching me out things? <laughs> yeah. Uh, per Angela Chase, the sound that makes you want to kill yourself, 60 minutes clock. 60 minutes really clock does. is correct. Tara. Is it the Dukes of Hazard? Correct. <laughs> John. Uh, Wheel of Fortune. Nice. Another one mentioned. <laughs> Sarah. Yes. Uh, what is Jeopardy, Dave? <laughs> nice. Tara. Yep. Nice. Oh, Breaking Bad. Correct. (laughs) Back to John. What is that unpleasant noise? Yeah, it's really irritating. Uh, Yeah, it goes on and on. Uh, I hesitate to ask. No, I don't want to play it again. Pardon me? (laughs) What? What? (laughs) Uh, Land of the Lost? That's the TARDIS from Doctor Who warming up or something like that. It's not an elephant drowning in tar? No. I thought it was Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom, but it's not. 
<laughs> Sarah, your last question. <laughs> oh, Picky, you're so sweet. Night Rider. <laughs> and Tara. Yep. You're last. Any idea what that is? I know, I know it, but yeah. I can't place it. Yeah. I, I don't know, Scrubs. That's the Atone phone from the Damn Colbert it! Report. I knew, Whoops. I knew it. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. All right, let's hear Dem scores. Well, it's very exciting because John has three, but Sarah and I are tied with eight each. Oh, my God. <laughs> eight each. Yep. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I must have counted wrong because I have two extras. Well, we've played all the questions. So. Everybody got their... Well, I didn't skip anybody. I don't Everybody think so. Got, I'm just looking over. just want to make sure. I, yeah, played all of them. Okay, looking good. All right, so first I'm going to play this one, which I don't think anybody's going to get. Okay, great. First person to shout it out wins. John, you're out of this. Sorry. We yes. love you. Yep. No idea. Greatest American hero. Any idea, Sarah? You get one. Inspector Gadget. This is a good guess. That's Kim Possible. That's her, oh. uh, you know, mission yeah, phone her. kind of sound. Getting stuff. Okay. All right. Here we go. First person to answer wins. Lot on the line. Here we go. Game time. First one was oh, the sound. Shit! Second one was <laughs> you being wrong. Sarah, Sarah, it's all yours. Get it. Sarah guess free, no pressure guess. But I think Tara knows it, so if you answer wrong, Ugh. it might be Tara's game. Oh fuck! Do you want to hear it again? Are you familiar no, with the sound? Like dude. Yeah. yeah! <laughs> Thank God. Good job, Sarah. Uh, I really was like, oh my God, you're going to get on a plane and come stab me in the eye if I don't <laughs> Sarah! Sarah. Congratulations. Sarah. Nicely done. Thank you. Oh, phew. That is that it. That was awesome. For another episode of Extra Hot Great, we bought each other Coke from for the Mad Men finale discussion <laughs> before going around the dial with stops at Under the Dome, Nashville, George Washington's, and Deer Forest. Feed the deer, have a Coke. Sarah made us a canon deal we could not refuse with her pitch for the Sopranos finale. We crowned winners and losers of the week, and Sarah was the winner of this week's sound effect game time. Woo-hoo. Remember... <laughs> I am David T. Cole, and on behalf of Tara Ariano, Burned it down. Sarah D. Bunting. You will not believe how much this never happened. And John Ramos. Hold for Joan. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next time right here on Extra Hot Great. Sleep on the sofa. The television's in there. That is your friend.